All right, Cooper. What is your favorite place you've ever been in the world? Or, or place you wish you could go in the world? Place I wish I could go? Probably Italy because of the food. Like, yeah. Italian food's my food. Uh-huh. I could eat Italian all the time. Heavy carbs, pasta, all, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. And I love pizza. All, all my friends know. But you could go, like, um, anywhere in the world and, and get Italian food, though. Yeah, but, like, Italy, Italian Italy. food, and Italian food, other places, two different That's things, true. right? I don't, I don't have a very good, like, uh, palate, I guess. Is okay. that the right word? Like, because I could eat Olive Garden and then go to Italy and be like, man, these are both incredible. Right. Right. Like, and I might go to Olive Garden after this, not just because I said it. I've, I've been thinking about Olive Garden. It's funny that you bring that up. Yeah. We literally saw a post today, and we joke that Olive Garden is basically <laughs> the American embassy of Italy in America. <laughs> and so when we go, that's what we say. And there was a post I saw today where a couple took their engagement photos at an Olive Garden, and their whole circle believed that they took them in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm now more on board with that than ever it's funny you say that i'm, I'm very idea. on board huh well I'll, I'll have to remember that yeah but i will say italian food i have italian friends who they immigrated to new jersey and now are in utah mm-hmm. um and their italian food is unlike anything else and so i now imagine that with italian ingredients and that's why my brain goes to italy is because like not only do i adore the food uh-huh. but when you have it from an italian it's like whoa it's infinitely better like i went from my mom's lasagna which i love yeah to legitimate lasagna and i'm like holy cow this is a whole nother world yeah and so it's just got to be another extension of that it's got yeah of course yeah I I think for me, well, I I went to Italy and I oh, ate, really? I ate a lot of. I was a kid, so I don't. Uh. I, I didn't do anything <laughs> very adventurous, but I can remember the food there and it was awesome. Right. I remember I got a pizza and there was like it was just cheese, like this nine cheese pizza or whatever. Because yeah. I, I was like nine. You're speaking probably. my language. There and the sauce like sunk to the middle of the plate, so it was like a soup of cheese <laughs> and cheese bread. <laughs> I still remember that. It, yeah, was, it was that good. I'm getting sweaty just thinking about it. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm excited. Well, 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 in that case, we'll, we'll move on. Well, thank you, and uh, welcome to the Weekly Boom. I'm Ian Thomas, and with us today, we've got my friend Cooper. Cooper Campbell. Cooper Campbell. Happy to be here. And uh, we're going to talk about his Weekly Boom. We've got to ask him the three questions. Uh, but first, we have an ad. This is exciting. On the Weekly Boom, we don't get a lot of ads. So I'm going to read that to you right now. Um, this episode is brought to you by the... Okay, you know what? I'm going to try that one more time. And you want to know why? Because people mess up. And I mess up all the time. We make mistakes. All right. So all of you listening out there that have tears running down your cheeks because you mess <laughs> up in life, just wipe those tears away because Ian's going to try it one more time. This episode of the Weekly Boom is brought to you by the presenting sponsor of Deadbolt Media, Fan X. Fan X Salt Lake Comic Convention is a world-class pop culture phenomenon that brings the best entertainment to Utah. Hey, we live in Utah, yeah. so that's bringing it to us. It's bringing it to me. Um, the date is September 21st through the 23rd. Uh, we have celebrity guest panels, autograph signings, photo ops, cosplay contests, and more. I actually was talking to a guy in my neighborhood who was going to dress up like, oh shoot, now I can't remember what his name is. In Guardians of the Galaxy 3, there's that guy that's like covered in paint. He's gold. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen Adam that. Warlock. Okay, he's gonna. I'm glad but, you remembered. Yeah, that help. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gonna paint himself gold to Good go friend. to this thing. Yeah. So if you guys go to this, you're, you're gonna see my friend painted in gold. The, the other thing it has is elite people watching. If you just want to people watch, there's a few better places than Solid oh, Fanex. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I, I can imagine. 
Um, so go to fanxsaltlake.com and get your tickets today using our code DEADBOLT for 15% off your purchase. Code D-E-A-D-B-O-L-T for 15% off your ticket purchases. Um, here's a couple of the guests. Okay, are you ready for these? I'm prepared. Okay, Ralph Macchio, the OG Karate Kid. Yeah, hell yeah. That would be incredible right. to see him. Uh, we got Nick Carter, the Backstreet Boys. Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. Zachary Levi from Shazam. And Grant Gustin, he's the Flash. Yeah, yeah. So you get to meet all these crazy people, and you get it for cheap because you listen to us. Right. So save that money too. Save that money, yeah. And yeah. you can t- take that money and use it to buy gold paint right. to paint yourself like or Adam. Italian food. Or or, <laughs> or take yourself right after Fanex, you can go to Olive Garden. I'm yeah. sure there's one downtown. Uh, so go get your tickets to see all these amazing guests and us, of course. Uh, we'll be there and looking forward to seeing you all there. Use the code Deadbolt at cash out, cash out at checkout. <laughs> well, you don't get any cash, I like but that. you save fifteen percent off. Use the code Deadbolt at checkout for fifteen percent off your tickets. And thank you for FanX for sponsoring this podcast. So D E A D B O L T, check out at fifteen percent off. Hell yeah! Okay, Perfect. so there we go. Well, now that we've got that out of the way. We are going to go into the three questions now. All right, I'm ready. So I'm going to scroll through the questions, and you just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Oh, number one. This oh. is this is the Exciting. first time we ever got a number one. What are weird food combinations that you enjoy? I've got a few. If you want me to go first, while yeah, you're you thinking. go first. Okay. Give me give me a second to think. Um. When I was a kid, my brothers and I would go to these lunches with my aunt and my mom before we, we, we went to school. Right. So um, one of those times, or several of those times, actually, we would go to Wendy's. And at Wendy's, I would get chicken nuggets and a chocolate Frosty, and I would dip them into the chocolate Frosty. That's a good one. If you think about it, it's disgusting because it's chicken and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Not good. But I, those out there who are skeptics, go and try it because it will change your, change your life. Right. Well, and I was also going to say, the problem is one time I got a Baconator, and I was like, I wonder if this would taste good. <laughs> no. And I was like, chocolate Frosty no. plus Baconator. And How I old tried, were you then? I don't know. Not, not, <laughs> not many, young enough? Not young. Yeah. Probably like 24 <laughs> or something. Like, in, like a month ago. In an airport. Yeah. yeah. Well, in an airport, the exchange. I'd be like, yeah, in an yeah, airport, yeah. you get away with weird food stuff. Of course. Yeah. I was jet lagged, probably. <laughs> you were like, you know what? going for it and it was it was fine but i don't know if i'd recommend that but the chicken nuggets with frosties are good well i could stick with the italian theme Mm -hmm. and all the italians i've ever talked to will tell you this even though i know people will have my back on it pineapple on pizza they'll be like that's a disgusting weird combo and i'm like it's delicious i think you're wrong i love (laughs) pineapple on pizza but if if we're gonna go with you know the true nature of this question (sighs) I've gotten a lot of pushback on, I like my quesadillas with ketchup, okay? Now, if okay. there's meat in the quesadilla, I don't, but just straight cheese quesadilla, I like to dip it in ketchup. I could see that. I've never tried it, but I, it makes sense to me. Because, yeah, people will be like, oh, it's got to be with salsa. It's a Mexican quesadilla, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, probably, but as a kid, my goal was ketchup into my system. Yeah. <laughs> this quesadilla is simply the vehicle. Yeah. Well, it's it, ketchup's kind of like salsa. Right, right. They're both made of tomatoes. Yeah, tomato base. Just put some basil on your ketchup, <laughs> and then you're set. Right. Throw people off. Ask yeah. for chunky ketchup. Yeah, ask yeah. for chunky. <laughs> <Ugh. Yeah. laughs> 
Oh, that's a pretty good band name, though. <laughs> Devin, write that down. Yeah. Chunky Ketchup. <laughs> Chunky Ketchup. Noted. If uh, I ever start my actual dream of being in a band. Do you play any instruments? Uh, I played piano growing up. I, I like to think I can sing a bit. I'm not going to do it for you. Okay, but, that's all um, right. Yeah, that would be my only option. Is but I I could write I could write music. Okay, so. well then I'll let you you get to keep the chunky ketchup all right. music title. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't steal that from you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna get really upset if you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready for question two? All right, I'm on board. I got to stop you on scrolling again. Yep. Stop. Okay. How much time a day do you spend on your phone? Oh, this is this is vicious. Well, I mean the accurate like what it's most recently given me. So this last Sunday, I think it was like seven hours, seven and a half hours, which I've got it on Spotify all day, the whole time I'm at the gym, right? Uh-huh. So there's there's an hour of that time. Uh, late at night, a lot of Twitter scrolling, or X, X, sorry. Are, do, well, do we say X scrolling? Because like, and then people are like, do I say tweet right. now, or right. do I just say X? Yeah, I. Uh, it's going to be interesting what they decide to do with the branding of it, because everybody's still in that, and I don't think yeah. they're they're doing anything to help us yet. So it's still yeah. like tweeting. Yeah. Um, Instagram, a lot of Instagram content, but a lot of YouTube, because I'll have YouTube while I'll do other stuff going. That's where a lot yeah. of my my phone time is. So. So what are you watching on YouTube? Because I like my brothers watch YouTube. Like I feel like it's nonstop. Yeah. And right. for me, I just am not finding that content. And I want to. Like I'm YouTube. If you're listening, just send me the good stuff. Right. Like, and I'm right. ready. Like I'm I'm ready to take it. Well, and and here's the thing. So um, a part of what I've spent my life kind of studying is a lot of like generational stuff. And so I'm actually like super in tune. I'm 27, but like the a lot of my clients and a lot of the people I associate with are like in their twenties. And so I get a lot of content that it's literally just me like sifting through garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the people I like, like Cody Co and Noel uh, Miller, have you heard of them before? No. So they're, no. they're pretty famous YouTubers and they've done a lot of content and I'll listen to their stuff cause they're really clever and they'll like, they'll do reviewing like certain videos. Like the, the way I found them was Noel Miller reviewed, Provo's Most Eligible, which was a Bachelor spinoff, oh, low yeah. budget in Utah. I know all about that. Uh, right. And yeah. so he, he reviewed a bunch. If you haven't watched it, you go watch it. I, it okay. is such good content. It's so funny. Because it's basically being like, this is the rest of the world watching Mormons do Mormon things. <laughs> and it's just him being like baffled by it. And then he eventually has the like main guy on his show. Oh, no and, way. And they actually like have real conversation. And it was wow. it was so interesting. And so that's how I kind of got introduced to them. And then uh, like they, they do a lot of content that's, that's pretty funny. I can just kind of put that in the background. Like one of the things they'll do is Cody and his uh, wife will just – review like horrible tinder messages that other people send in <laughs> yeah and that's always good content it's always. just to be like oh <laughs> these people are like out there in the world <laughs> yeah, yeah these poor individuals <laughs> yeah i uh maybe i should watch those to get a little like a couple of pointers yeah. on how i can use my tinder a little bit better yeah but, yeah you, know, you, you want to up your tinder game i mean there are things you could do yeah. from that stuff of what not to do <laughs> from what not to do yes well i think for me i i'm not spending i think on sunday i think it said i was at four and a half um it's a lot better than me but i <laughs> but that's because like at work i'm not on my phone all the time 
and uh, like the only time I'm on my phone really is it like after work. Right. Um, oh, geez. And I was, I was thinking like how many hours am I home before I like go to bed? And it's like probably between like <laughs> five to six. Right. So the majority of that time I'm on my phone, I guess. Right. Um, but sometimes it's useful. People need like people need seven hours on yeah. their phone. Like that's how they do their job. Yeah. You know, um, for me, it's not my job to check my Clash of Clans. Right. <laughs> but, but sometimes I'm still doing it. Right. Right. Well, I've started doing cardio at the gym, and while I do cardio at the gym, I work on work stuff on my phone. Oh, and wow. so that's another that's another contributor to how much my time is, and that's that's an excuse I'll use. But like the seven the seven and a half, it it hasn't always been this high. So maybe this is a good moment of reflection. For me. <laughs> a good moment to reflect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on to question three. Stop. Oh boy, it said. Oh, this one's kind of a. Well, I'll read it anyway. It said. Uh, are you the youngest, middle, or oldest child? Youngest. Let's do a different one. Youngest. Yeah, that one's easy. Every, everyone. What were you, though? I'm the oldest. Oh. So oldest and youngest. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are in your family? I'm the youngest of four. Of four? Oh, I'm the oldest of four. Right. Whoa, right. trippy. Okay. <laughs> All right, tell me to stop again. Stop. Okay, if you had a yacht, what would you name it? Ooh, this is a good question. This is a way, good, this is way better than, than if you're youngest. <laughs> For an arrogant guy like me, this is a great question. I'm on board. <laughs> No nope, um, pun not intended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can make more puns like that. That was good. I like the natural puns. Um, <sighs> I, I feel like I've got to have a good name. I, I feel like I want to protect this. Uh-huh. Do you have a name ready? I don't have a name ready. I. It's never even crossed my mind to have a yacht because boating kind of it, it kind of scares me. Okay. Because like you're moving so fast, you're hauling somebody behind you. And like, like I recently I went boating and this girl got tangled up in the rope yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't be responsible right. for that. <laughs> yeah, right. And she was fine. But, um, it like if I ever own a yacht, well, I guess in a yacht, you're not really like whipping it around. Right. You're like but, just but driving I mean, it around with like it's champagne. It's the responsibility on the water that's chaotic. Yeah. And so, no, I, I get that. That's why the rule is, is like, you don't want to own a boat. You want to be friends with somebody who owns a boat. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so what would my friends name me? <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm trying to think. What, what would be a good name for a yacht? Uh, in fact, actually, I know exactly what I'd name it. Because oh, oh I'm, I'm a sentimental guy, and I, I'm really uh, close to my dad. And so I would 100% name it Pepe the Wonder Yacht. Pepe the Wonder Yacht. Because we had this little broken down, beat up red pickup truck growing up called Pepe the Wonder Truck. And it would be an extension because <laughs> the irony would be just glorious. My dad, who never prioritized money in his life, he just worked the things he wanted to. And yeah. his goals were very different. And if I were to own a yacht, it would just the irony would be too sweet to pass up. It would be Pepe the Wonder Yacht. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How long did the truck last? I was so young. I don't even remember. I mean, it didn't make it till <sighs> my dad had terrible luck with trucks. They died a lot. So I don't oh, think very no. long, which probably isn't a good sign for Pepe the Wonder Yacht. But um, <laughs> at that point, I think I'll be able to afford <laughs> a, a, nice, yeah. a nice yacht. Yeah. You don't have to um, worry about it breaking down. Yeah. In this hypothetical where I afford a yacht. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't I want to say like less than three years he had it. Oh, wow. But it was an old so, truck when we got it. So oh, okay. three years out of an old truck, not terrible. Not bad. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. The name makes more sense. Then. Right. 
Right. Um, I think for me, I would name it Jessica because people would think that I knew somebody named Jessica. Right in my life, but I don't. Right. The exact opposite of mine is <laughs> I'm all sentimental. You're like, I'm going to make you think it's sentimental. It's not sentimental at all. Jessica. Jessica, the wonder boat. <laughs> and that's, that would be the boat. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think there's a reality or dimension in which I would buy a yacht though. I think they cost fortune and I would just buy like an island instead. Maybe I, I don't know if those are at that comparable. point though. At that point though. Yeah, I guess at that point. <laughs> if, I, if you're buying an island, why not? What are you riding over to the island? On? Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, you got planes. A canoe. There, but, yeah. a, a canoe. Somebody would like canoe me across <laughs> oh, the ocean. You get a pe- You become a penny pincher after you buy the island. You're like, no, no, no. We're not spending. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing with a motor. Yeah. <laughs> no motor. Just a, just a canoe. Oh, cool. Well. I'm I'm glad we got to uh, learn more about your life and yeah. uh, about your canoeing and and ketchuping yeah. and all manner yeah, of I other things. Yeah, I guess we could have also used the the band name for the yacht as well. Oh, that's right, <laughs> that chunky would, ketchup. Yeah, chunky ketchup. Oh man, that, that one isn't the best yacht name, but it would work. Right. If it was red, if it was right. if the yacht was red, and I don't know where the chunky part would come from. Maybe if I put on like 200 pounds. Well, uh, yeah, right. But I also, I mean, if we also apply some of the things we've already talked about with this, where it's like, you know, I, I would like my to have a friend on the boat, right? And so Deadbolt Media is a client of mine. And so if I could get them as successful as I'd like them to where Deadbolt Media buys a yacht, there then you all of a sudden, now we're cooking because I don't have to take care of the yacht. I don't have to pay insurance. None of that. I, I'm on board. Sorry. You got yeah. me on yacht combo, which apparently I've needed to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> there's things falling from the ceiling <laughs> but uh we'll have to remember that for when deadbolt takes off give it some time give it some time um well now we come to the part of the show viewers where we all are excited to hear cooper's um weekly boom weekly boom so in a couple of words or actually in lots of words you could tell lots of words don't um, say that to me. Let's, I <laughs> let's hear what your weekly boom is. Uh, I just wanted to talk about loyalty. Okay. And and I want to talk about some people probably think you can immediately jump to the conclusions of like, well, somebody who wants to talk about loyalty feels like there's been disloyalty in their life, and I, I actually don't feel that way. I've just I'm very appreciative of loyalty right now, and mm-hmm. um, I, I've taken a bunch of risks in my life, and so I've I've come to really appreciate the people who are the most loyal. And I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions as far as loyalty goes. So that's where I'll start. Oh, nice. Yeah, I whenever I hear loyalty, I think of customer loyalty, which was this department I had to deal with in a call center that I worked at. <laughs> nice. And they kind of scared me. Yeah. So whenever I had to talk with them, I was terrified. Really? Uh, yeah. But Why was that? Just because they were like older than me and they had older me in the company and they knew more than me. And I would come up to them like, this customer has a problem, and they're like, well, you should have sent it over to whatever. Right. And, uh, But I think uh, loyalty for me is important because it goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, trust. You trust right. people. Right. Um, like, I remember when I was a kid, we went to a haunted corn maze. And, That'll test your loyalty. <laughs> and, uh, and, yes, my friend was like, okay, dude, I'm sticking with you, man. We're going to, like, we're going to get through this. And then when it came to, and the, the clown with a chainsaw jumped out from behind a barrel, everyone just like took off. Right. And so they were not loyal. Yeah. They, they, all not, of a sudden, nobody's here for me. <laughs> yeah. 
no, all the trust that I had in them was gone. Right. And so did you like recalibrate with those friends forever? You were like, all right. <laughs> I, I did while I was crying in the corn maze, like, like sitting cross-legged in the corn, like just crying right. by myself. <laughs> And I think that's the more common loyalty example people get, right? Is like <laughs> I had expectations and it wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It, I mean, a part of what my thoughts were is it's like I I like that example, and I think that's what so many people experience. Where for me, I I've been grateful that I've been able to be loyal to people. Where. I don't think I've ever abandoned anybody in a haunted corn maze. <laughs> and I've always liked to be the one who looks at the clown and goes, I know you can't do anything. <laughs> it's not a real chainsaw. Yeah. And even if it was, <laughs> you'd be in a lot of trouble if you yeah. massacred me right now. <laughs> and I'm fortunately still here. so Nice. Yeah. That's something I've really prioritized being for other people is being the person who it doesn't matter if they scatter. <laughs> I'll I'll be there. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I I I can think of times where people have have trusted me or I've trusted them um and it's benefited both of us. So right. it isn't loyalty I guess isn't uh just one thing that benefits one individual. Right. It, it should benefit both. So those people at my call center, it <laughs> would have benefited them cuz they got got a higher commission. Right. But unfortunately, they were right. They were rather rude. Right. Yeah. Call center dynamics. I wonder. I don't think that's ever really like some place where people are like, if you want to learn about loyalty, <laughs> go to a call center. Yeah. Straight straight <laughs> yeah. to a call center. <laughs> right. And in the library, you find a right. book and it says loyalty on the front. You open it up and it says right. go to a call center right. immediately. Right. I worked in a commercial real estate job and... I was in an office with like a big office with everybody with cubicles out in the front, but then we had like a tiny back office, my department. And it was me and three other guys. And I learned a ton about loyalty there because we all had each other's backs. And we used to sit in there and laugh all the time and have fun and get away with stuff. And our manager was cool. And we'd go outside, and all the other employees are out there. We'd be like, just on your own out here in the <laughs> wilderness. And we'd go back in and. We're all laughing about stuff and talking about things all the time. That was a good example of office loyalty. Nice. What? Well, who would you say is the most loyal person you've you've ever met, and why? I mean, more difficult. You have, you have to tell me why. I can tell you why. Um. I I've kind of got a tie for two people, and it's they're both people I'm really close with because. Uh, I learned a lot about loyalty from them both, and I think loyalty is important, right? Like I've been talking about. I mean, that's why it's my weekly boom. I mean, we're talking about uh-huh. it's explosive. I'm I'm excited about this. <laughs> and uh, my one of my best friends' his name is Jake Pinkston, and he has been one of my most fiercely loyal friends. Where he's always just believed that I have his best interests in, in at heart, and I've always been able to just whatever I've needed him to be, he's been comfortable being right mm-hmm. where it's like there have been times in my life where we've done everything together and then there have been times in my life where i've forgotten to call him for months you know right and he's stayed so loyal that none of that ever changes how he sees our relationship where he just understands that uh, and and he's funny he's a little bit of a hermit sometimes and, and <laughs> it's a part of why he's as forgiving with this stuff as he is it's, he's like he's not really a people person and i'm even though i don't feel like a people person all the time 
he understands that I've got things to do that involve a lot of people. And so if he's not going to intermix with that, he's got to be loyal to the fact that it's like, all right, <laughs> I can't have you out all the time with me, right? Yeah. And so I, I really appreciate him for that. And then I've also seen it in just his personal life, like the way he approaches all the people that he cares about. It's fierce loyalty. He's got a really high bar for whether he trusts you, but as soon as he does, he'll never, he'll, it'll never die. It just won't mm. ever. It doesn't matter what you do. He'll just always have your back. Mm. And and I, I really appreciate that about him. And then the other person I had in mind is another one of my best friends. His name's Easton. Um, Easton and I grew up together from the time we were neighbors at four years old. Mm-hmm. And we hated each other at first. He he was a jerk as a kid. But then in like <laughs> middle school, we started playing basketball against each other all the time. And I I would go over there every day, and he'd beat me. He was bigger than me, and he was just better than me. He played on legit teams. I just kind of – I was just kind of around basketball. I never played on teams. I wasn't that good. I, I didn't have good form. I – I just went and I just competed as hard as I can. He'd beat me the whole time. He'd push me. He'd call <laughs> fouls that were BS. It, nothing, I'd leave. I'd be mad at him. And then the next day he'd call, hey, you come over to play? Yeah, I'm coming over to play. We'd do the same thing the next day. <laughs> same thing the next day. And the reason I use him as an example of loyalty and tell that, those kinds of stories with him is because he was always loyal to me being my best. And that's something that I value a ton in my closest circle is I don't like people who want to make me feel like anything less than my best is what I want. Not to say that I'm a perfectionist and think that I have to always mm. accomplish because I'm 100% a – I'm anti-perfectionism. I love working with clients on perfectionism. But I, I, I love the loyalty to striving for your best and seeking it out and pushing for it i love that mm-hmm. and he was loyal to me on that even when i was a punk kid and didn't know what the heck that looked like yeah and he just he would ask me to be better at stuff and i would just be like what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what i'm being better for but uh, he just knew i had more of me and yeah i appreciated that yeah i I think for me, those are pretty good examples. My examples are kind of weak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did text I, you and was like, I warn you, I'm, I get intense about this stuff. I, it's no, a it's high good. bar all of a sudden. It's good because it's like, that's, that's, that's what a weekly boom is. Right. It's like this obsession you have for a week. But, but I think they can go longer. Right. Like, um, uh, like my weekly boom is going to last. It, it, it comes like a storm. All right. And uh, that storm has just started. As you can see, I'm wearing my, already my Halloween. Oh yeah, my, yeah. My, my Halloween jacket. Right. And that is my weekly boom. This week is is uh, heck yeah is the, the oncoming of Halloween. Right. Um, but uh, before I get into that, I was going to ask what what definition would you give of loyalty for people that uh, might mix it up with other words or. Yeah. That need to need to know it. Like use synonyms or Yeah, synonyms yeah. do whatever do what you basically use. try to triangulate what yeah. loyalty is, right? Well, i I think there's so commitment is a word that I think is really mm-hmm. synonymous with it, right? Where it's like and a part of what I was thinking about this week is I think loyalty is actually way more it's not a two way street. 
is it's not I ask for loyalty from you and you get loyalty from me, right? And that's where I think a lot of us make mistakes with it is we think of it that way. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's loyalty is kind of the way I was using it, right? I mean, maybe this is a little bit (laughs) egotistical of me, but I, I think it's a commitment to our own personal things and helping other people with those things, but not needing to control them on it, right? Because that, that's where I've thought a lot about it is so often loyalty is I'm loyal to you if you do the things that I think you should, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the beauty of my relationship with my friend Easton is it wasn't that he was being, uh, he was looking at me being like, you need to do more of the things I think you need to do, right? But there were things that he knew I was committed to that I wasn't taking proper care of and so that's why i think commitment is so much of it where it's like it's not just some small like even if you can get a pattern of behavior it's a long-term commitment to it right right and so much of it commitment is very much a word that i just go that's that's what it looks like that's that's the main thing that it bumps up against mm-hmm. yeah i've if if you don't have commitment, then there's no trust, and if there's no trust, then there's right. there's no loyalty. Yeah, I agree. Trust was another word that. How how does that help you with loyalty? How does trust help yeah. me with loyalty? Um, I've I can think of people in my life that they'll do anything for me, like you. You're talking about your friends, um, and those people that will do anything for me are are my my closest friends, my family. Right. I can think of. Um, even like employees that worked with me, um, right. coworkers, I guess. Right. Um, but then I can also think of people that had no, like I, I right. can't trust them. Right. Um, I, I can think of people that like they've told me they were going to do something and then, then they just stab yeah. me in the back or nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, like I, I remember this time that I was helping people move a whole bunch of stuff and this is a bad loyalty on my part. <laughs> yeah. um, I, and I, uh, I was with my friend, and this lady came up to us and said, hey, we really need help moving a couch. Can you, can you come help us? And I said, oh, I can't, but he can. Right. <laughs> and I pointed at my friend, right. and he did not like that, obviously. Um, and uh, our trust was hurt <laughs> in, a, in a kind of comical way, but, uh, but now I'm... I'm tight with them, right? And like we're okay, right? But um, like if you break, break the trust in a big way, then you've got a bigger right. problem, and it requires more time to, right. to resolve. Well, and you kind of like practice those sorts of things, right? Like it's a good example to be. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is a silly trust-breaking moment, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like a good opportunity that shows his real loyalty to you to be like, I guess I deal with this because I like Ian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where if that's all it took to break trust, uh-huh. and I mean, how much loyalty is genuinely there, right? Where it's just like, as soon as somebody does one little thing, yeah. I had to move a couch because of this guy. I'm out. I'm out. He's no longer my friend. And there are people that are like that, though. Right. There are people that are right. like, like you, you break one little Very thing. Very hurt people are that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the couch, moving the couch is an excellent example because I bet you there's a ton of people listening who is just like, as soon as somebody needs to move, 
that's where you find out how loyal everybody <laughs> yeah. is. Where uh, one of the jokes I make with people is just like, I'm more than happy to help anybody move. I will spur the moment help people move. If I see a moving truck, I'll go help. Uh-huh. If I show up and I have to help pack, I will leave. I'm out. I, I have, <laughs> it, 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 unless you said, hey, will you come help me pack? Yeah. The and then packing in the movie. If you don't say anything and I show up and it's a mess, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I, this should be an operation. I should be moving the couch. Then, all right, we've got this next, and somebody should kind of know this stuff. Yeah. I, I think that's a function of, of serving an LDS mission. You help enough people move, and you go, there's an operation here, yeah. and we've got to get on board. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel the same way. <laughs> I, yeah. There, there were a lot of people who tested my loyalty by how they move. <laughs> yeah. But I think those are some good words about loyalty, and... uh uh, hopefully you all can take some time to find out who's loyal in your life and, and who's not and yeah. cut them off your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Never associate yeah, Never with associate again. with them Especially again. Especially if they're like a toddler. Toddlers yeah. are super disloyal. Yeah. Man, they'll say one thing to your face and the next thing you know. Like, hey, wait a minute. Where's my fruit snacks? Right. Dad's my favorite. And then the next second, he's just all over mom. He's just yeah. like, what are we talking about? Disloyalty. Disloyal. Man. Disloyal toddlers. Unbelievable. Um, but uh, with a little bit of time we have left, I'll talk about my weekly yeah, boom. I'm excited. Um, so have you, have you ever heard of The Haunting of Hill House? I have heard of that. So it's a book. There's a Netflix show. There's a Vincent Price show from like the 1960s. Um, but the book is what I'm listening to right now while I drive to work. Okay. Um, and it has just spiked my excitability <laughs> for uh, like Halloween. Okay. Halloween is my favorite event of the, the right. entire year. Um, right. And so every year... I do a haunted house in my parents' house. Okay. Um, my friend built a coffin, and so we put food inside the coffin. Actually, last year we put my brother in the coffin, oh. and we said that my brother had died. <laughs> um, but uh, my dad works for a lighting company or a, and a uh, home security company, and they um, do this thing where you can program the lights in your house. Right. So the whole house is kind of dimly lit, and then I push this button on the wall, and all the lights shut off, and then the lights in the kitchen start to flash, and over the <laughs> fireplace start to flash, and this like loud thunder sound starts playing. Right. Like I live for that stuff. Right. Um, I love the haunted mansion in Disneyland. Right. I am obsessed with it, and I've. Are you bas- excited for the movie? I haven't seen the movie yet. Did it it's, come out already? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I and it, watch that. it's Go on ahead. my to do list. It's a great ride at Disneyland. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And ever since I've been a kid, I've tried to create these haunted houses in my house. <laughs> and um, so this year I've been trying to figure out what to do. And so I'm listening to The Haunting of Hill House. And it's just about how the house is like is haunted. And it's it, people say that it's one of the best ghost stories ever written. I haven't got to the good part yet, so I can't, I can't really <laughs> you, tell you're you. You're like, it's a C-minus book yeah. right now. <laughs> right now, it barely has my attention. Yeah. <laughs> But um, the best part of it is, you guys should look this up on YouTube. It's just The Haunting of Hill House audiobook. And the guy talks in an English accent. And then for one guy, he tries to talk in an American accent. And he just can't do it. He just can't do it. And it is, it's difficult to listen to, but it's like, it's a really good book so far. Um, 
I think that's my favorite part of audiobooks is whoever's reading it. It's, yeah. If you get like really chaotic ones, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And um, but it's got me thinking like, how can I replicate this house on at my house? Right. And so what I've what I've been thinking is like, well, I can't like drill a bunch of holes in the wall and like hang things down from the ceiling. I can't do all that. So I've come up with some ideas. Okay. So these are my ideas. Number one. I'm going to have uh, there be a gas leak. I just did air quotes. <laughs> gas leak at my parents' house, and we're going to have to go to another location, right. which will be an Airbnb that I will rent for the night, and I will set up with and all manner, holes in and the I'll air. drill the holes in the wall <laughs> all over the place, yeah. <laughs> and and I will set up a haunted house there. Right. Um, the problems with that, one of the cons with that, is that it will cost me a fortune. Right. Um, the other idea that I have is I'm going to hire a person off of Craigslist and just have them come to the party. And then when everybody's like, hey, who was that guy that was really creepy? And I'll say, I don't know what you're talking okay. about. <laughs> and the con with that is I'm hiring someone off Craigslist. Like, right. like probably can't do that for the safety of myself and the, and the party goers. Right. Um, the, the third thing, which I think is probably going to be the one that I pick is I'm going to dress up one of my brothers like Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. And he's going to stand at the, the front door and chase people around my yard with the chainsaw. Right. Um, I think that's the most feasible option. Um, well, if you have any friends with like any prosthetic legs or limbs or anything, oh, I do. you could have them like fake a chain, like a genuine... <laughs> <laughs> the, a leg, yeah. leg mishap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have one friend's missing a leg, so maybe I'll have to try that. That's that's not a bad it, idea. It, it would really, you know, because people would be horrified and, yeah. you know, you get some chunky ketchup on there. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the chunky ketchup. Yeah, I, I think that there's like... A lot of options of how I could do this haunted house, right. but I invite the viewers to write in at weeklyboom at gmail dot com to uh, give me some advice here, well, or and, you could just DM me. That, think about it. Chances are we've talked about yachts, and so chances are there's an audience member who owns a yacht who probably can throw some money at a Halloween project. That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so one of our you know wealthier members of the audience, if they'll if they'll just you know. Reach out to Ian and yeah. we'll get a, a large scale event going at your house with uh, funding from. I mean, even if it's Saudi Arabia, we've got to take what we get. That's true. I'll take it. Uh, the PGA Tour takes the money from the Saudis. We're why, not better than the PGA why, why Tour. Why not us? <laughs> yeah. Why not us? Yeah, I th I've got so many options like coursing through my brain of like how to make my house terrifying, yeah. but also just the excitement of Halloween, right? And the excitement of how this book is going to end, because apparently it's the best yeah, ghost yeah. story I've ever written. <laughs> but, but we'll see how it goes. But, but Cooper, thank you so much for joining me on the weekly boom. It's been a pleasure. And uh, this is Ian signing off. All right, do you want to go to Olive Garden now? Yeah, absolutely. I'm dying. <laughs>